MD Burns Nash is Atlanta's management consulting solution created specifically to meet the needs of a tech startup. MD Burns Nash aims to empower tech startup executives with the skill sets needed to propel their business on the path to success. For only $499, you can get started with an in-depth pitch deck evaluation to make sure you are putting your best foot forward. Visit mdburnsnash.com slash pitch deck for more information. That's mdburnsnash.com slash pitch deck for more information. All right, let's do this. We're going live in five, four, three. Broadcasting from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village, you're listening to The Incubator, the voice of the Atlanta tech startup scene. The Incubator is a weekly show featuring Atlanta-based startup founders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. Who they are, what drives them, and how they plan to change the world. Today's show is made possible by Willa, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. And now, here are today's hosts. Good morning, and welcome back to The Incubator. I am your host, Todd Schneck. I'm really looking forward to today's conversation. Every, Virtually every organization and company that I talk to on this show is trying to change the world in some way, shape, or form. But today's company that we're going to talk to and the two gentlemen who co-founded it, they really, really are trying to change the world. And it's a it's a Herculean task that, that they're facing, but I'm, I'm so admiring of the fact that they have created something to try to give all of us a voice in, in so many facets of our life. It's uh, going to be a fascinating conversation. Joined by Gavin McDonald, the president and co-founder, and also Scott Graham, the CEO and co-founder of Memmer. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hey, Todd. Thanks for having us. Uh, the pleasure is mine. Scott, what's, uh, I would love for you to take a few quick seconds and tell us a bit about you and your background. Yeah, so, so I came out of the marketing realm of the world, and about uh, four years ago, actually, Gavin and I, the, my uh, co-founder, Memmer, started an agency here in, here in Atlanta called Uprise, and we, we were focusing on something called growth hacking, which is an advanced digital marketing practice partnered with product design and, and, and product design philosophies. And we were lucky enough to be successful with that business. And one thing led to another, and we, we were able to start Buckhead Ventures and, and Mimmer here in the city as well. And we're excited to talk to you about, about the businesses. Outstanding. Gavin, your turn. Take a few seconds to tell us a bit about you and your background. Yeah, so uh, my background is in traditional business development as well as multimedia production. Uh, I actually worked in the film industry for a long time. I've known Scott since uh, I was in middle school. He and I co-founded Uprise shortly after um, college, uh, after we got out of there. And yeah, like he said, we, we built that business, ended up having a successful exit about two years ago. And since then, we've been working on Nimmer. Outstanding. Well, let's get to Memmer. So, Scott, lead us off. Give us a 10,000-foot view of Memmer. What do you do? What is your purpose? What problem are you trying to solve? Let's, let's get the, high, the, the, the overview of this done so we can dive into the details. So, to, to, so to, to say it bluntly, what we do is 
We match people and the causes that they care about with the super PACs, lobbyists, and candidates actively trying to progress those views. The idea being that if we look at the past few, uh, pretty much almost a decade now, of political activity, specifically in the federal legislature, we, we've been bogged down by polarization of the parties as well as an exceeding, exceedingly large amount of gridlock, right? So there hasn't been a lot of big legislation passed. And this is primarily caused, based upon our analysis, by large corporate money not being counteracted by the supportive middle class financing for campaign causes for uh, electing legislators inside, inside, of, uh, inside of Congress. So we built this company to enable specifically the disenfranchised voter that I think we all, uh, that a, a lot of us find ourselves being, and enable us to, again, move the needle inside of Congress to actually get things moving, whatever that, whatever that viewpoint or, or uh, cause that you care about is. Yeah, see, that's just fascinating work. Now, so here's the point. I, I want to get into why we have to even do this, right? See, I, I mentioned to you guys pre-show that I used to be a political operative. And in fact, I worked for governors. I worked for presidents. I managed large state organizations. And, and even I felt disenfranchised. I mean, it's it's such a frustrating process. I mean, if you're, as we record this, we're, we're knee deep in the uh, the primary season and there's you could make the case that people like Donald Trump, people like Bernie Sanders are getting legs and have steam in this campaign or have lasted as long as they have because people are so frustrated with with what's happening in Washington. And you could say that that there's so, so much frustration that people finally have an advocate that they think they could that that, that is listening to them that speaks to them. I mean, talk about the right. wider problem here. I mean, I, I I also know all the guys running all these major super PACs, <laughs> and and they're good people that have that have certainly have a mission or a cause that that they're advocating for. But but they also represent very large, powerful interests. I mean, is is. I think the biggest issue here is that most people out there, me included, even though I have some of these people in my network, we feel so powerless. We feel like there's nothing. We, we were angry, right. but we don't feel like there's anything we can do about it. And it sounds like that's what this is. That's what members trying to solve is, is to give us all the, uh, a vehicle to, to do our own advocacy. Am I correct? Yeah, Todd, you're, right. you're, you're dead I, on on that. I mean, really, uh, as Scott said, we're just trying to move the needle and, and get the conversation going because there are so many disenfranchised people out there. You know, the big money structures that we have in place right now are very beneficial to other big money people, whereas the, you know, Joe consumer out there is kind of, you know, wanting to get their voice heard. And I, I think if we kind of approach this as, uh, you know, I think Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders are great examples of people moving things at a macro level, where we're trying to take it down a step lower than that and move the needle based off of small issues. And that's how we ultimately will create growth and create change. Right. So so think about when you watch a Netflix documentary or, or see something on the news that makes you angry, or you watch John Oliver on HBO and, and, <laughs> and you listen to his segment. All these issues are coming to the, to the forefront, but it leaves people just aggravated, but not able to actually do anything about it, right? If you look at even things like Black Lives Matter, a huge movement on social media, a lot of, a lot of big protests in the streets, but has anything actually been passed? Has there been any action by the government? The answer is no. 
It's because voices alone don't cause action at the federal level specifically. Really, in order to make big change, you have to kind of put your money where your mouth is, right? And that's, that's in large part what MIMR's trying to do, is engage that, that massive disenfranchised electorate out there and give them an avenue to support their views more directly in the Congress than they can and they have been able to in the past 10 years. Well, I think it's important to say that a community like what you're building, and I want to get into next exactly how you actually are doing this and providing us the the ability to advocate what we care about. But I, I think it's important to note that, I mean, we use, let's talk about Bernie Sanders again. I mean, here's a guy who's raising more money than Hillary, at least he has the last couple of months, but not because of big donations, because of a lot of small ones. And so that's just one example of how, of how a, a big community banding together can actually have some impact. So I mean, it's exciting to see it. And and the, here's the point too: you don't need a million people to affect change. I mean, if you even have a couple of hundred people that are banding together and working together, can have a, a, a demonstrable impact. It's it's really exciting to see. So how does this thing actually work? I mean, how does Member actually help us give us that voice? So yeah. uh, so it's okay. simple. So what we've done is we've boiled down the user experience into into something that people know and already love. And so we're doing it through a community and crowdfunding technology. So as a consumer, you go to memory and say, okay, create my profile. And you select one, two, or three issues that you care about. So say you're pro-charter schools and let's say anti-war, right? And you might say, okay, those are the, those are the issues I care about. Now sh- let, show me the organizations that have, that match those views. And what kind of organizations are they? Are they lobbyists? Are they nonprofits? Are they people seeking office? Are they super PACs? So essentially, we're, we're, make, we're taking this really complex system of government and boiling it down to something that looks like a Facebook page. And you can support those organizations by donating your time, your money, or your network. So you say, hey, I, I don't have a lot of money to give right now, but hey, I'm willing to spread this message to people that might have money to donate or that might be willing to, to volunteer for these efforts. So again, it takes, it takes the veil off of kind of the inner workings of, of, of the government that, that the average consumer just doesn't see and doesn't, doesn't even know exists. Yeah. And, and we're able to do that through kind of the networks that we've built personally as well as professionally. Uh, as we mentioned at, at the top of the show here, Scott and I actually had a successful growth agency. Well, that's exactly what we did is we built communities for people. So we're taking a lot of our knowledge and applying that to now our product to you know create that, that viral sensation of getting people on there and getting actively engaged. And that's how we're going to build member. Very, very exciting. All right, Gavin, Scott, and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This is Wes Moss, former host of Atlanta Tech Edge on NBC in Atlanta. I'm here today, though, to talk to you about my new digital financial advisory firm, Wella. Wella is an old English word that means wealth. Several years ago, my team realized there were too many people who needed help with their financial strategy, but couldn't get the help they needed because they didn't reach the high investment minimums of many financial advisory firms. To answer this need, we developed Wella, a digital platform that allows us to help people just like you get free financial advice and tools to better manage their finances. 
We also offer online investing and the ability to work with your own investment advisor with no minimums. Learn more at yourwella.com. That's Y-O-U-R-W-E-L-A.com. All right. I am back with Gavin McDonald and Scott Graham, co-founders of Mimmer. So, all right. So you mentioned uh, right before the break how you, when you set up your profile on Mimmer, you can kind of select some causes. So... Is this just yet another way that Gavin and Scott can kind of influence what people care about? Or do I have the ability to say, I want to add some causes to the mix here. I don't want to just follow the causes that Gavin and Scott think are important. Yeah, we we do have kind of an open community of free-flowing ideas. We're not here to restrict what a user is going to do or, you know, even kind of um, affiliate ourselves with any particular organizations or parties or things like that. So we have an open platform for not only users to come and join Mimmer, but as well as the, the causes, the campaigns, the activism groups and things like that to join as well. And really, it's all about kind of the space that we are providing there for, for anybody to kind of come and, you know, uh, contribute as much or as little as they'd like to. I love it. That's great stuff. So walk me through how the cause itself can actually engage here. I mean, obviously, it makes sense to me if, if I care about X and I want to I want to figure out a way to, to, to do something about it and to utilize my network and get my and maybe put in a little bit of money to help help the, help the cause. I get how I as an individual can go in there. But walk me through uh, how an organization, a cause itself can come in there and engage with this community. So what we're doing right now is we wanted to make sure that all the organizations that, that we're bringing on the platform are legitimate, that they're, they're filed correctly, that they aren't just going to, you know, take your money and run. And, and, you know, those are some of the issues that we've seen in kind of the B2C crowdfunding space. So we've actually added a layer of protection for our consumers that, in, that we're manually going in and verifying the key aspects of these of these organizations that you know they have they have their paperwork and then they're they're run by legitimate leadership and it in doing so again it protects our it protects our consumer base but we're also starting to create content that that allows people to easily understand how they would go about creating a super PAC or a hybrid PAC or a nonprofit for themselves so not limiting themselves to what's already available and established but say they meet people on the on the platform who have similar views to them, they can go and easily create the the organizations that that may not yet exist for those issues and those subtopics. And we can be the the platform that helps get their word out and get get their uh, get their bank bank accounts filled. You guys obviously have an amazing set of skills to, to be successful here. You're growth hackers, you're marketers, you're business development guys. You've had, you started several successful organizations. You know how to do this. Uh, most people listening, they suck at that. They don't know how to leverage their network. They don't know how to leverage their, their social media presence as a way to, to advocate and, and push and, and affect change. And that's, partly feeds their frustration is that they just don't know how to actually give a voice and take meaningful action to things that they care about. So help help everyone listening who says, oh, this is just another cool but maybe useless crowdfunding thing because I, I still don't know how to actually do this myself. And I'm worried about that. How, how do they plug into the member community? And and how are you guys in the work that you're doing and what you're building and the community that, that's there and growing – how can someone who maybe feels powerless, how can they actually get in there and really affect change? How are you going to help and empower them to do just that? 
So I think the, the big thing here is, you know, the, the power that comes from crowdfunding isn't an individual power. It's a collaborative power, right? So the big thing about creating a niche community specifically for activism is it enables you to find those networks that have those same beliefs, those other people who, who care about uh, or are passionate about those, those topics that you are as well, and connect those folks. So if we look at kind of the current social media networks out there and how people connect with one another, they don't offer the right context, the right action points, the right relationships for activism. I, I'm sure you have been on Facebook during, uh, during this primary season and seen one of your family members or close friends post some political message that you don't exactly follow, and it kind of twerking you the wrong way. And that's because, you know, Facebook isn't the, the place for this kind of, these kind of communications. Really, it's for, you know, the, it, Facebook is built for family pictures and, and stupid articles. <laughs> we really found that we need a, a kind of a, a, a community that is segmented away from that so you can just you can you can make new relationships that you can build new networks that you can be the the uh, start of grassroots movements and these grassroots movements that can grow themselves into successful organizations so it, it's all about again putting the right people with the right components that is funding ability to share the right knowledge and resources and, and the right connecting communities together to really create a, putting the kindling that can start and ignite a fire that becomes a, a successful movement, that becomes a successful organization. Yeah, and from the user standpoint too, we, we've put together the tools in place to where you don't have to be a, a social media expert or any sort of uh, business guru to really move the needle. We've put those processes in place for the user, all they have to do is come and contribute. Yeah, and that's awesome. And I suspect you don't have to be a professional activist to leverage this thing effectively too, right? I mean, some people have been advocating and, and doing social activist activities for most of their careers, like, like Bernie Sanders, for instance. You don't have to have that kind of a background to, to leverage this thing effectively, right? No, not at all. No. I mean, really what you need is you need kind of a – you know, you, you need yourself in essence. You know, we, we kind of hit on the point of uh, there's other social networking sites out there that may not be the right place for these sorts of conversations. And we're trying to build that right place for these mm -hmm. sorts of conversations where you don't have to be afraid to express your views or align yourself with issues that you actually care about. We want to grow congruently with our users to help them arm themselves with, uh, you know, these various tools to ultimately move the needle. Well, as you guys have said, you're powering democracy in a new entire way, which is very, very exciting. Let's shift focus a bit and talk about the actual technology uh, behind the scenes here. I mean, uh, okay. it's so cool. I mean, I don't know that you guys could really have done this 20 years ago because the technology, I don't think, existed to enable you to do this kind of thing, which is in and of itself very, very exciting. But talk about how technology, in fact, can be as demonstrated by something like Mimmer, a very disruptive force in politics, which we all agree is is desperately needed. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought up the whole 
idea of this would not have been available 10 years ago. It may have not have been available five years ago. Where, where we've come in such a short amount of time with the uh, added avenues of crowdfunding, with uh, social networking, video implementation, capturing various data points, that's all kind of come together in kind of this perfect storm where we've put all these tools into one platform to help people go out there and ultimately achieve their goals, which is, you know, getting more involved with issues that they care about. Very, very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, uh, guys. I mean, I, as I record this, I'm uh, in my home studio, which is on the 39th floor of a high rise in Chicago. And between buildings, I can see Grant Park, which is where <laughs> all these, uh, uh, the, the, the infamous Democratic convention rioting and, and pro protests that happened during the 1968 convention. And that's still a story we talk about today. But what what you're in essence doing is uh, arming people with the tools to affect change like they did every day from their from their laptop, which is just mind blowing. I hope people listen to this and say, wow, this this is a this is a weapon and that I can use. Maybe that's not the best use of, of, of words, but it, it's it's a tool that I can use to really affect change. And it's not, we're not just talking about political things. Right? I mean, this is any kind of a cause that you care about, that you're passionate about, that you want to build a stronger voice around. I mean, it's, this is extraordinarily exciting stuff. My whole people listening to this realize how how exciting this is. And, and, and I think what we're going to do is we're going to see more and more things like this. And we're going to we're going to increase our ability to effectively leverage tools such as this to really, really affect change. I mean, I, most people don't think they can affect change, but I think mm -hmm. we're proving them wrong, right? Well, yeah. And I, and I love the fact that you just brought up the whole Grant Park scenario, because where I'm at right now, I mean, I, I can see the state capitol and I can see the Martin Luther King Jr. Center from my apartment in Atlanta. Whereas what we're trying to do with MIMR is take kind of those, those awesome historical places and put them onto a digital realm, because this is where change is going to happen from here until the foreseeable future. And, you know, we're in a great place where we're taking advantage of that now because, uh, I mean, ultimately, even if you look at what's going on with the, with the current primary campaign, it's all living in this digital world for us. And, you know, it, it's the new frontier for, uh, I guess, the evolution of America. Who's this for? Is this for everyone who's listening or is this targeted towards like millennials who have an appreciation for how digital tools can can be leveraged and utilized? I mean, obviously, I think a millennial who, whose whole mission and purpose in life is to do things of meaning. And but but I think anyone listening can leverage this, right? Yeah, without a doubt. Exactly. This tool is meant for anyone and everybody who feels disenfranchised from a current system. All right. So let's, uh, are you guys currently in beta? I mean, where, where are you in the evolution of MIMR? Is this still very early? Are you doing a, I have a few things you're trying or is this thing full throttle out in the marketplace and, and it, it's, it's working and doing its thing. So right now the, the product is in beta. We have a, we have a closed beta population of about 500 individual users and a sign on list. I believe about twenty thousand in queue. So right now we're in we're in the we're in the stage of raising our initial round of capital to, to be able to support kind of the onboarding of the next phase, right? And we've learned a lot in the past three three months since we've launched the beta. 
And, you know, that's, that's, we, we're building this platform with our community, not just for our community. So we're, we're taking the ideas that they're coming up and say, hey, you know, it'd be easier to navigate issues like this, or, hey, I would like to see more content focused around this area. So we're, we're, we're incorporating that feedback into our new designs and trying to build products that the activists in all of us can use and love and empower what we hope is a kind of a brighter tomorrow for, for our political population. How do people interact with it? Is it an app? Is it a website? Is it both? Yeah, at the moment, it is, um, it is all web-based. Part of our next phase, you know, while we're you know, continuing this closed beta, is to move it on to um, a mobile platform as well. Wow. Wait till, wait till it, people can change the world through their through their smartphone. That's very, very exciting. So you guys keep mentioning this next phase, and it sounds like you're raising some capital. So talk about what that next phase looks like. I'm assuming that includes slowly migrating out of the beta phase and into a, a full throttle, we're out in the market doing our thing phase. Uh, talk about next steps. Talk about this capital raise, and, and is there still opportunity for people to get involved in this uh, should they believe in what you're trying to do? Absolutely. So we've had a pretty successful couple of months here of our of our initial raise, and it's just on a you know our our uh, convertible note vehicles that that us entrepreneurs love. And there's still some room in the in this next round if if any listeners out there uh, are are so encouraged. So what we're what we're building in this next phase is essentially two prongs. One, we're building primarily into our business development and marketing budgets, and then inside the product itself. Again, we're refining it. We're making it easier to use, uh, more adaptable to to different types of populations. So we've been uh, we're, we're we've been primarily in the millennial audience recently. Uh, we we intend to design it so that it can expand beyond beyond that millennial audience into something that again every generation can use. Third, we 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 have on the books expanding our monetization elements. So right now we're taking five percent of all donations as our core monetization strategy and we we intend to we tend to build that up through additional sales of advertising and data components as well so making making it a more lucrative tool for the organizations is to to top on and use so a lot of cool things in the pipeline we're we're really excited about what the next two days two weeks two months two years <laughs> look like for us and you know really we're 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 in that kind of initial stage where we're gearing towards this this next midterm election as our kind of our big rollout, right? So we hope to kind of be able to take a look at what happened in the presidential election. Uh, did anything actually happen inside of campaign finance reform? We have our doubts whether things actually will. And again, create that counter voice that no longer exists inside the legislator that's representing, you know, much more the middle class viewpoints rather than uh, – the you know the, the 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 large corporate influence. Yeah, and just to add on that, it's very important for us to build this this whole network right. It would have been very very easy for us just to put something together and kind of pair it up with the presidential election. Right. We could have made a quick buck and you know made out like bandits. But we're here to try to make real change, and with that comes a lot of testing, comes a lot of market analysis to understand what mechanisms that we put in place are 
ultimately going to move the needle in the positive direction. Yeah, no, I, I respect that. I, 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 one of my biggest frustrations, to be perfectly honest with you, is that, that everyone voices frustration with the way things are, but most people don't take any action about it. And, mm-hmm. and, and you, can, you can spoon feed them action items and things they can do and, and actions they can take, and, and most people still just feel so powerless that, that they don't take action. So, I mean, I, I, that's what, what you just described is such a critical step. Because because I think there's there's a tsunami waiting to happen of people who who if they actually finally decide to take action and they all do it at once and they all do it together and coordinate through a tool such as this uh, they, they they really can uh, affect positive change or exciting change and and so that, I mean that's a that's a that's an important responsibility and, and I, I appreciate you guys doing it the way that you're doing it are you guys recruiting right now and if so are you looking for developers are you looking for other growth hackers I mean uh, Talk about, talk about the team itself that you're trying to build here. Yeah, the team itself right. right now is comprised of myself, Scott. We've got a couple other um, members as well. We have somebody who's running design at the moment. We have another uh, business development representative. We've partnered with some people in Atlanta for development. As far as growth of the team, that's going to continue that phase two that we were kind of alluding towards earlier, in mm-hmm. which case it'll be a heavy influence of growth of uh, the marketing side of business as well as the uh, development side. Got it. All right. Well, guys, uh, we're running a little on time. I think you're aware that Wella makes uh, the incubator possible. And so it's time for the Wella question of the week. Gavin, I will start with you. Uh, The question is, what's the best piece of financial advice you have ever received or given? See here, maybe I'll do a little bit of both. The best one that I have received is you can't win what you don't put in. And the best that I've given is always bet on black. <laughs> I like it. I go red, but I like your advice anyway. That's good stuff. Uh, uh, I love that. Scott, uh, what's the best piece of financial advice you have ever received or given? So I remember when I was 19 years old, my dad looked at me and said, son, I don't think your career as an exotic dancer is going to pan out. <laughs> and now I'm here. <laughs> Hey, dads always provide good wisdom. I have to tell you that. So (laughs) good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Well, gentlemen, uh, a great pleasure to spend some time with you. I'm, I, as I said at the top of the show, so, so admiring of what you're building here. And, and, uh, this is the thing that me and thousands of other ex political operatives have all said we need to build, but none of us did. And you guys have. And so grateful for what you're doing here. I'm excited to see how it unfolds. Uh, Gavin, I'll ask you, uh, should anyone have any questions about Mimmer, how they can learn more about it, how they can become a part of it, how they can connect with you guys and and help support what you're doing, or if someone's looking for some opportunities to help build what you're building, uh, how can they do all that? Yeah, uh, the simplest way would be going to Mimmer.com. It is M-I-M-M-E-R. The philosophy behind that is it sounds like Twitter, but with M's. And you'll have, there's a whole section uh, where you can contact us. And there's always the traditional ways you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, things like that. Just search for Mimmer and we're there. All right. Gavin McDonald, the president and co-founder, and Scott Graham, the CEO and co-founder of Mimmer. Gentlemen, thanks again for making time to join me and good luck with this uh, such important effort that you're, that you're doing here. All right. Thank you, Todd. Thank you so much for having us. The pleasure was mine. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Again, on behalf of my guests, Gavin McDonald and Scott Graham, I am Todd Schnick. The Incubator will return soon. Thanks for joining in.